Welcome to Everything Imaginable, the podcast for curious minds on KGRA Radio. And here is your host, Gary Cochileo. Welcome everyone to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I'm your host, Gary Cochilillo, and today we have the return of L.A. Marzulli. Thanks for coming on again. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. Yeah, you know, last time we talked, we talked about the uh, Nephilim and the aliens and Bigfoot and the practice skulls and, and, how it, <laughs> and, how it, and how it all sort of tied together. Yeah, um, nothing, nothing fringe about that at all, right? No. <laughs> so, so I was thinking about it, you know, like what, what could we possibly cover today? And what I came up with is, I mean, we, we, we talked about the origin, you know, of, you know, the mounds, the skulls, Bigfoot, aliens, but we didn't cover the government side of it. Ooh. Like why... I mean, how much do you think the government knows? And why do you think they hide it from the public? The government knows pretty much everything. It's extremely compartmentalized. Some people know everything. Others know a part of everything, in my opinion. This is conjecture. But I I penetrated um, the, the sort of the veil of secrecy through the years. And I'll just give you one example. I sat down with a two-star retired general. I won't tell you what branch mm-hmm. of service the guy was in to protect his identity. Not that it matters at this point because the cat's out of the bag anyway, right? Right. But I was doing an interview with this guy, two-star general, and uh, I basically was throwing softball questions at him for 20, 30 minutes. And then I then I fired the you know 102-mile-an-hour uh, fastball right across home plate. And which stunned him. And that question was this. What was it like when you saw the retrieved bodies from the Roswell spacecraft? Okay. Mm-hmm. That was the question. Yeah. Out of left field. Now, I was interviewing this guy about security, uh, military security for my book, the mm-hmm. second book in the Nephilim trilogy. And I, because in, in that book, you're, you're down in deep underground bases. And I was trying to get some kind of an idea, what would the security be like? Retina scans, handprints, I mean, what would they do? And he was really helpful. The fastball question blew him right out of the war. This guy was sitting in a lounge chair. It was summer. uh, And sitting in a lounge chair, drinking lemonade, and his language is getting a little colorful, as military people do sometimes. Um, He was very relaxed slouching back, and I fired the fastball question across. And uh, he immediately sat up, looked around, straightened himself up, crossed one leg, uncrossed it, crossed the other leg, kind of flexed his his chest and and looked at me steely-eyed and said, I have no idea what you're talking about. And I just sat there biting my tongue so I wouldn't break out laughing because <laughs> it was one of the greatest displays of body language in denial I have ever seen. And I'm, a, I'm an amateur student of body language. I mean, there's just certain things that you know. Uh, after, when someone looks down, they're guilty, right? Biden did this, by the way, in, in the election. When, when Trump asked him about his son, Biden looked away and down. That's a sign of submission and guilt. 
admission of guilt. I mean, it is. Body language will tell you that all day long. Mm -hmm. That's what, In other words, if I accuse you of something, you'd come right at me if you didn't do it, and you'd defend yourself. Biden didn't do that. He looked down and to the left away from Trump and bowed his head. It's a sign of admission of guilt and the fact that he knows he's guilty. Well, it's the same thing with this guy. I mean, he his body language was absolutely off the charts. He knew. The question, I'll say it again for your listeners, what was it like when you viewed the, the crashed bodies, the bodies from the crashed UFO from the Roswell site? What was it like when you viewed those bodies that had crashed in that UFO at the Roswell site back in 47? The guy, body line was off the charts. You know, two-star general, did he have did he have info? More than likely. What did he see it? More than likely. Was it pictures? I don't know. I have no idea what he saw, but he knew exactly what I was talking about. There's no doubt. He knew exactly what I was talking about. Fast forward uh, several years ago, I was approached by a, a goon from a deep state who threatened me three different ways right. because of our work on the Kandahar giant. He knew all about it. And he basically said, you know, LA, you just really should just back off. Basically, that's what he was saying. Just back off on this. You don't need to be talking about this. All that's changed because we now have disclosure. It's on Tucker Carlson. About every three to four weeks, they trot out Nick Pope or, or you know, what's his face? Um, Dave, Commander David Fravor or Luis Elizondo or Chris Mellon. I mean, you know, take your pick. Mm -hmm. uh, Leslie Keene, she was only on once or twice maybe. Definitely once. I'm not sure about twice. But the bottom line is disclosure was happening. So why doesn't the government want this to happen? It goes back with the UFO phenomena, two things. One, goes back to war in the world. People jumped out of windows, right? I mean, people people freaked with Orson Welles' War of the Worlds. They, they lost it. They thought it was real. Yeah. Even though in the beginning of the program, Welles goes, hey, it's a radio show. Hey. But that's not what happened. People <laughs> totally freaked out. Mass panic. The government kind of goes, uh-oh. That's not a good thing. And basically, the second thing is that the government studies show that conservative Christians, people, with, with people of faith, believe that it was all demonic. That's the paradigm I hold to, okay? Because after studying this for like, you know, decades, literally decades, um, I just spoke with a woman today who had contact with, with, with the, you know, slanted gray eyes, and they wanted to uh, basically produce a hybrid with her. And she realized that uh, this was not a good thing, and she finally got set straight as to what and who these creatures were, and it freaked her out completely. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's, that's the bottom line. The government... Look, America, in spite of what Obama said, America is not a Christian nation. Well, you know, talk to 80 or 90 million Christians in this country. Good luck with that. It still is a Christian nation. It's certainly not a, a Hindu nation. It's not a Muslim nation. It's not a New Age nation. Although all those people that I just listed are part of America, and we welcome them. You know, welcome, welcome the freedom of ideas and freedom of speech although that gate seems to be closing very rapidly. But, I mean, I can't, if I go to Saudi Arabia, I can't practice my faith there. Yet people from Saudi Arabia 
can come here and practice their faith, and no one says anything. Mm-hmm. Gee, right? Welcome, a first, welcome the First Amendment rights. So we have that. The Saudis don't. In other places, they don't. But the country is basically, for the most part, a Christian nation, for the most part. And a lot of Christians looked at this and went, wait a minute. You know, we're not we're not buying into this thing. This looks demonic to me in, in every way, shape and form. So the government has two things. One thing is people freaked out. The second thing was uh, a lot of people thought that what they were looking at was something demonic. And that that was very telling. I mean, that was th- th- those two factors made made the old school put, put the kibosh on it. Now, the old school were the people that were alive the people in the military who were in control in 47, who basically all through the 50s, 60s, right up till fairly recently, basically to 2017, the old guard died away. The new guard comes in and goes, we need to release this information. And so they started doing it. Where did they pick? They picked Tucker Carlson. Why Tucker Carlson? Because his audience is basically conservative Christian. Did the, the conservative Christian audience do anything? They didn't do doodly squat. Nobody flipping blinked. And we're now on the sixth rung of the disclosure ladder, rapidly mm-hmm. moving up that ladder. Who knows what number seven will be? But that's where we are. Interesting. Um, you know, the other day I was interviewing. You might have even you might even know this guy, Johnny Cerucci. And um, and he had the complete opposite view. Yeah, sure. He he, he blames pretty much. All nefarious uh, conspiracies and activities of the government on uh, Vatican. What was that last statement? He, he, he blames everything on Vatican, on, on the yeah, Catholic I, I Church. Know who he is. I know who he is. Yeah, and and look, it depends on which which conspiracy theory we want to latch onto tonight. You've got the Vatican, you've got the centralized government in the UK, and you've got DC, the swamp rats. Are they all in collusion with each other? More than likely they are. Yeah, I have um, to say so. Yeah, I mean, d- definitely. Uh, why is it that? Why is it that we know everything that Pope Francis does or the Pope does this when this nation nation is not predominantly Catholic? It's predominantly Protestant, and the Protestant Reformation. That was the whole point of it, was to leave Catholicism because of the absolute corruption that was there. Now, I'm not saying that every priest is corrupt because there's enough pastors on the other side of the aisle that are corrupt, too. Human beings are what they are. However, the Protestant Reformation set in motion uh, the wheels and, 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 and the mindset with which came from or sprung from that people like John Locke. And then the entire Reformation, a case can be made, and this is the work of the late Dr. Francis Schaeffer, a strong case can be made that the freedoms that we enjoy in America directly springs from the Protestant Reformation. The founding fathers knew that's why they write God into the Constitution. That's why it's there into the Declaration. They know exactly who it is um, that they're serving. Has it been usurped? Of course it has. Has it been corrupted? Of course Everything on this planet is corrupted on one, one level or another. You know, I mean, that's just the way things work. So he points it back to the Vatican. Is the Vatican involved? Absolutely. Why is it that we know all about the royal babies 
First of all, there's no royalty in America. Why do they constantly shove it down our throats in this country? Oh, Prince William and the princess whatever. Wait a minute. There are no princes or princesses here. Go away. Go away. Mm-hmm. It's it's abs- it's the type of stuff that that leads to feudalism and 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 class. And I'm royalty and you're not, and you'll never be royalty. So just just shut up and go away. Do your job. Don't think and just be thankful you have hamburger meat this week. I mean, really, that's that's what it is. It's just absurd, and that's why that's why one reason why we fought the revolution. These people are born into royalty. They've never earned it. And that's why there are no titles in this country. That's why it's written into the Constitution. You know, there are no titles, you know, and, and that goofy lady at the um, uh, the whole impeachment deal with the Ukrainian phone call, making the little snide remark about why you can name your son Baron. He will never be one. <laughs> well, we know where you're at. Lady. Of course, she was completely excoriated by by the right. I mean, what a, what a mean spirited thing to say. What a total mean-spirited thing to say, which has nothing to do with anything. But that that's who she is, you know. Hate, hate, hate. But the bottom line is, she is right. There will never be royalty in this country. It ain't going to happen. I mean, the closest thing we ever came to it was the Kennedys. You know, Camelot. Oh, Camelot, thank you. Oh, yes, we kissed the ground you walk on. Well, they were corrupt as the day is long. I mean, I hate to say it, but they were. I mean, RFK wasn't so much. And that's why they that's why they got rid of him real quick. But JFK, I mean, he had he had, you know, marital problems. So did Bill Clinton. And look, I mean, people are people. Nobody's perfect. I mean, I get that. All right. But, you know, I mean, to think that somehow this, you know, Kennedys were Camelot and everything was wonderful and for the people. I mean, it's just it's just all media hype. It's just nonsense. Uh, I'm not buying it for a minute. So royalty sucks. The Vatican, which has been in control for, you know, a long time and it ain't going away. Um, you know, the, and, and they're there. Look, I'll be, I'm 70 years old. I don't know how much longer I have on this planet, but I got to tell you, I'm pretty sure when I'm dead, the Vatican will still be sitting there. I mean, I've been to St. Peter's square <laughs> and there, there was an object in, in St. Peter's square, which I'm actually doing a film on out of place artifacts, which is mind boggling. It's actually Nephilim architecture, which is dead center in Vatican Square. It's Nephilim architecture all day long. That's what it is. And I talk about that. So, you know, Gazami uh, is right in the sense that the Vatican is a player in it, but it's not contr- It's not pulling the strings. It, it's, it's part of the conspiracy. It knows what's going on, but it's not, it's not pulling all the strings. The United States government um, is the one that's that's releasing all the stuff. I mean, France, France did a report, you know, years ago, talking about the reality of UFOs. Nobody cared. UK disclosed all sorts of information about UFOs. Nobody cares. And guess what? Here in America, most most likely, or most of the time, it's on Tucker, but it's on other shows as well. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. You know, it's it's. Just, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, the ambivalence is deafening. It's just absolutely astounding. How the average Joe on the street, oh, yeah, yeah, I watched Star Trek when I was a kid. There's life out of it. No problem. Well, first of all, and I say this in conferences, okay? If we are intellectually, let me get a slurp of water here. If we are intellectually honest, nobody knows what this is or where we are in it. Nobody. 
Okay, so if if the universe is analogous to the United States of America, is planet Earth in Dallas, Cleveland, <laughs> Walla Walla? I mean, where where is planet Earth? Nobody knows. Camden, New you Jersey. Know, and all these scientists get together. Oh, the universe is expanded from the great big bang theory, and it's all just sort of happened over billions of years ago. And here we are, and gases and everything swirled around, and poof, magically, planet Earth. And somehow, over billions of years, and the primordial slime, life slowly evolved, and here we are. Nonsense, total nonsense. These people have no idea what they're talking about, in my humble opinion. But here's the deal: nobody knows. Nobody knows what this is or more alarmingly, where we are in it. So I was at a conference with George Norrie last January, the only conference in 2020, because COVID hit and everybody canceled. All the conferences were shut down. Right. But the strip joints were open. Let me tell you, pal, those strip joints, those are essential businesses. Got to have them strip joints open so the guys can do their thing there with the women and the whole deal. So here's a lot of accents coming out. Sorry. So here's the deal. <laughs> It's like nobody knows what this is. And I looked, I looked at the audience at that conference at George Norrie, and I said, if we're intellectually honest, you don't know where we are. Nobody knows where we are. Nobody knows what this is or how it started. Oh, there's all sorts of theories, but nobody knows. Nobody flipping knows. And if that doesn't keep you up at night, you're not awake and alive. But most people aren't. Most people don't go, I wonder where we are tonight. Nobody, nobody thinks about this stuff because, you know, you're on planet Earth. The mortgage is doing the car payment. The baby's coming in a couple of weeks. You know, blah, 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 blah. My my aunt Matilda just died. I got to go to the funeral on Saturday. Uh, I got to get some dry cleaning done. You know, get car. Oh, oh, crap. I left my credit card at home. Right. That's who we are. That's what we think about. Most of us. But then there are those metaphysical questions, which we all ponder day and night. And that is basically this. What is this and where we are in it? And nobody knows. Right. So at that point, it, it's, you know, we jump off the ledge. If this is a holographic universe, which I believe it is, um, and that explains a whole lot of things. It, all, it also explains ancient prophetic texts, which talk about the God of the universe, the real one, rolling everything up like a scroll and creating a new heaven and a new earth. Now, was that just metaphor, allegory, nice bedtime story? Did the writer of that was eating too way too much peyote that night? I don't think so. I think it's I think it's valid. I think it's real. And the way these entities come in, the good ones and the bad ones, and manipulate space, time, matter, and energy is astounding. But that's what they all do. I mean, they all. I mean, you talk to an abductee, and when you know they're floating above the bed, that's levitation. They move through the closed window, not the open window, the closed window. So whoever is doing this, and I believe these guys who are abducting five-year-olds are incredibly malevolent, do so with impunity. And they also manipulate space, time, matter, and energy in ways that utterly defy our physics in every way possible. Every way. So is it miraculous? Well, we would call it miraculous, but that doesn't mean it's miraculous. It just means that these people know how to manipulate space, time, matter, and energy in ways that we don't. So we call it a miracle because we can't do that. Right. You know, that's like makes Houdini look like a clown. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's miraculous. It's miraculous to us, but to them, it's the status quo. That's what they're capable of. 
that's what they do. So let me tell you a little story. And, and you, t I'm going to tell you the story, and then I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. You tell me what this sounds like. So this guy gets arrested. He, he winds up in jail, and he's actually chained to a wall, all right? And the other prisoners are chained to a wall. The jail cell is closed. Guards are patrolling the, the corridors. All of a sudden, this entity appears in the cell. This guy doesn't know where he's awake or asleep. He's dreaming. He's not sure what's going on. All of a sudden, the chains fall off of him. The door, the, the, the jail cell door opens automatically. It just opens. There's no key. It just opens. He finds himself in the corridor with this being, with this entity, and all the guards are like switched off. They're like asleep. They're like switched off. He's going, what's going on here? They get to the prison door. It opens automatically by itself. He's outside. They walk a few hundred yards, and the entity disappears. What does that sound like to you? Um, like this being was able to manipulate space and time to help this dude escape. Is it like an abduction in some ways? In some ways, except without the abduction part. Exactly. Exactly. So that's actually written in uh, in one of the books of the Bible. That encounter, what I just described, verbatim, is written. It's an encounter with a benevolent entity, a messenger, sent to this guy called Peter, who's been chained in the jail cell. And everything I just said happens in that, in that way. Hmm. So whoever these entities are, they manipulate space, time, matter, and energy. That was a good one. But then there's the, the, then there's the nefarious guys, the people that are taken and abducted against their will, like yeah. a five-year-old child. And remember, at, at George Norrie's conference up in uh, Big Bear, I look at the audience and said, how many of you think it's okay for these entities to abduct a five-year-old? Not one hand went up. Not one. And I said, you just proved my point. You all know exactly what's going on here. Quit pretending. Quit pretending that these are the Space Brothers when they're not. They lie. Jack Fillet said it years ago. They lie and do so habitually. So circling back, I think that we're on the tip of the iceberg. I think that full disclosure is eminent. And what I mean by that is that, look, we're on the sixth rung. I've talked about this right. maybe on your show last time, but let me just go over it again uh, for, for new listeners. The first rung on this ladder, the disclosure ladder, is Commander David Fravor on Tucker Carlson's show 2017. Tucker asks him, well, this craft, this tic-tac-shaped UFO that you, you got close to, what do you think it was? Fravor looks right at the camera and says, whatever this was, was not of this earth. Was not of this earth. Second rung. Disclosure ladder. Luis Elizondo, Tucker Carlson. Tucker asks him, are you stating that the United States government has in its possession records from crashed UFOs? Luis Elizondo looks right at the camera and says, yes. Third rung, disclosure ladder. Chris Mellon is, back, is on Tucker and other, other, um, uh, other networks. We tested the metal from the crashed UFO and we discovered isotopes not found on this earth. 
Wrong number four, disclosure ladder. The Pentagon declares that unidentified aerial phenomena, instead of unidentified flying objects, because they just changed the verbiage, is real. Pentagon states that. That UAPs, unidentified aerial phenomena, is real. That's four. Five, the government states that we have in our possession off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Got that? Mm -hmm. Off-world vehicles not made on this earth. Six rung of a disclosure ladder. Commander David Favor circles back to Tucker Carlson again. And Carlson talks about when, when, and asks him, when you approach the tic-tac-shaped UFO, what happened? And Fravor says, it jammed my radar. That is an act of war. That's an act of war. It jammed his radar. That's deliberate. It knew what it was doing. It knew what it was doing. Seven, which is where we are now, disclosure ladder. Nick Pope, back on Tucker Carlson, basically talking about disclosure. And that Congress just told all the powers that be, all the different government agencies, they have 180 days to come clean on all the information they have regarding the UFO phenomenon. So we are on rung number seven, and it ain't going away. So at some point, there will be full disclosure, and that will be a game changer. Right. I mean, you think COVID, COVID was interesting because the grid lit up. Last time the grid lit up prior to COVID was the Fukushima earthquake. Okay, that's years ago. Yeah. Fukushima earthquake, the grid lit up. COVID, the grid totally lit up. One world government, here we are. Who's stepping into the new world order? The whole planet shuts down. An absolute unprecedented event. Never seen anything like it. Over what? Oh, and by the way, the American Medical Association two weeks ago declared that hydro maybe we should be using hydroxychloroquine. I think we spoke too soon. Hydroxychloroquine seems to really work in the early stages of COVID. Hello, what have we been saying since March? And we were called conspiracy theorists for saying it. We had medical doctors on my show talking about the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine. So that's where we are. Um, when they show up, everything will change. The entire planet will change instantly. Is and it, I call it the coming great deception. Is it, so it's going to change for the worse, not for the better. Well, that's that's what I think. These entities are nefarious. They have an agenda. They want to be worshipped. Mm -hmm. So so they, all of them are bad? I mean, it seems like you believe that some of them are have our best interest at heart. Well, it all it all depends. You know, the ones the ones that have our best interest at heart. And this is like a three-hour conversation. I mean, it really is. What are we talking about? Tall whites, insecticides, the grays? Well, let, let's dissect it. The tall whites mm -hmm. um, seem to be in control, but they also have an agenda. And we don't know what they think. Because when was the last time anybody sat down with a tall white and had a discussion? It's not there. Same thing with the insecticides. All we know is from people who have been abducted or people in deep underground military bases that have had encounters with these entities mm -hmm. and, and they come on the record. I've had two of them that have come on the record with me. And one of them saw the tall whites and basically said they were in control. Well, that's not a good thing. Abductees talk about insecticides, but you know, they're taking sperm and ovum 
without without the person who has been abducted consent. Right. That's not a good thing. So what's left? The greys, and we all know what the greys do. You know, they're they're the worker bees. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I, I I just look at this. In my opinion, it's nefarious. It's utterly demonic in every way. It's the coming great deception. So and, when you use the word demonic, yeah. are, are you inferring that these beings are ruled by Satan or Lucifer? Yeah, basically. And here's the deal. This has been so dumbed down that people don't even understand what it is. That this entity, Hasatan, was once called Lucifer. He was an anointed cherub. He was a class of angelic beings that were just incredible, allegedly, apparently. There was a rebellion. He led one-third of the host of heaven in this rebellion. It led to a cataclysm throughout the universe, which resulted, in my opinion, in places like the asteroid belt. And Mars, same thing. I think Mars was was maybe, maybe the home planet, utterly destroyed. It's almost like Star Wars in, in some way, but it's not. And so then you would say, well, why didn't the God of the Bible just destroy Lucifer? Doesn't do that because he gives everybody a chance. And that's what he does. He could have just blinked, but he doesn't do that. So he creates man. When you really stop and think about it, you know, you, the evolutionists will go, and it's been billions of years. Well, where's the evidence of that? There is none. And if it's billions of years, you know, how, how do you create a reproduction system? I mean, a digestive system, an eyeball that works. I mean, it, it, the whole thing is just so absolutely, utterly laughable in every way. And, and when, when you know, good old Darwinism, good old, you know, Charlie Darwin wrote his thesis, he didn't know anything about the oxyravinucleic spiral of life, the DNA. He had no idea that it even existed. Watson and Crick discovers it. It's always been there. Now we know that this little coding system is so complex that it just didn't spring into being. It is a code, which, you know, that's why when penguins mate, guess what they get? Penguins. They don't get hummingbirds. When whales meet, when whales meet up and they mate, guess what comes out? It certainly isn't a beaver. It's another <laughs> whale. Because that's what the DNA does. If you plant a plum tree, you're going to get a plum tree. You know, when you get your little goofy seed in the spring and you, and you plant that and it says head lettuce, you're not getting rutabagas, you're getting head lettuce. So that's, that's the way it works. The DNA, the molecular structure, had to have been invented somewhere by somebody. And this is where it breaks down when, when Ben Stein and his movie Expelled. If you've not seen that movie, watch that movie. It's an eye-opener. But he sits down with one of the premier evolutionists of our day, Richard Dawkins. And he says, well, where did the first self-replicating molecule come from? And Dawkins looks right at him and says, we don't know. Nobody knows. Okay, great. So you don't know either. There you go. Nobody knows what this is or where we are. Keep circling back to that. And Stein goes, well, how do you think it could have happened? So he throws him an intellectual lifeline and Dawkins jumps on that. And he goes, well, I suppose it could have happened this way. You know, millions of years ago in a galaxy far, far away. Of course, I'm that's tongue in cheek. <laughs> a, a race of uh, highly advanced entities created us and then just seeded us through the universe. That's called panspermia. Yeah. And that's what the neo-Darwinists are tenaciously holding on to. So when they do show up, 
they will tell us that they created all life on this planet, that they um, started the world's civilizations, uh, that they created all life, started the world's civilizations, started the world's early religions. And now at this critical juncture in human history, they, E.T., are back to usher mankind into a golden age. I'm not making this up. I've, I've, I've been researching mm -hmm. this since my 20s. And that's that's what it's going to be. That's what it's going to be. But but you so so if they created us, and then they're going to come back, why would they want to hurt something they created? No, but they didn't create us. That's my point. Okay. Yeah, ET did not create us. That's the lie that they're okay. promulgating. Okay. But, so 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 if ET didn't create us, and the evolution didn't happen. Then where the hell did we come from? Because the God of the Bible, it says this, that all things were created by him and for him, and he holds all things together. He spoke it out into existence. Uh -huh. Think about that. But but who is he? Who created him? Well, that's it would be Jesus that we know is Jesus, but you've got to throw your 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 you know churchianity out the window mm -hmm. and, and 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 read read what's actually in there the account and who he was and what he did. So he spoke everything into existence. You know, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God. He was with God from the beginning. All things were created by him and without him, nothing that was made that was not made. Now we can believe that or we can believe Charlie Darwin. Well, Charlie Darwin has absolutely zero prophecy before or after, but the biblical prophetic narrative has prophecy from Genesis to Revelation. Some of these prophecies go back thousands of years, and yet we see them actually coming coming to fruition in our in our time frame, like right now, which is mind-boggling. So somebody's sitting outside space-time as we know it, and they're benevolent, they're wonderful, they're good, and they're our creators. But the whole thing, we're, we're in a cosmic war. That's why I wrote the book, The Cosmic Chess Match. We are in literally, as, as you and I speak right now, we are in a cosmic war. And here's the deal. You know, you say, well, this is all, you know, this sounds like superstitious. I, I just can't believe that there's really a devil or Satan or blah, 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 blah. Check the Super Bowl out on Sunday. You know, look at what was going on to the initiated like myself. And I don't mean that in an occult initiated, although I was initiated in the occult, but I've been a born again, spirit filled Christian for 40 years. I can, I know exactly what the imagery is when, 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 you know, weekend comes falling down from the sky. Hello, guess who that is. And then the choir with all the red eyes, guess who they are. And then at the very end, there's this, you know, you actually see the letters Satan spelled right there, pumped into your living room. That's who they're honoring. That whole thing was one big setup, right in your face. Same thing with Madonna. Absolute occult a-go-go. Katy Perry riding in on the beast. If you know, if you know what they're doing, if you know that this is the way the occult works, then you know exactly what to look for. And I, I've talked about this every Super Bowl. I watch it like a hawk. Sure enough. You know, it, it, it's all, it's right in your face, right in your face, because the elites know who it is that they serve. The elites know who the prince of the power of the air is. The elites know who controls and gives power to anyone he wishes. 
but there's a price with it, and that's your soul. And I'm not making this up. Stanley Kubrick, I believe, was killed because of Eyes Wide Shut, because of that film. Mm. That was the last film he ever made, because he exposed what was really going on in Hollywood. And the powers that be didn't like that. Wow. So back back to the God. And this is just more of a of personal, I guess, curiosity. Because sometimes like, you know, I I believe that, you know, that somehow the, the universe is probably alive with consciousness. And and I believe in the the holographic universe theory like you do. Um, and so, so, so I kind of think of reality as like almost like 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 God is dreaming. But I always run into a problem, and that is who created God. Well, I get that, and I have the same thing. And you, when I was a kid, at eleven or twelve, I would I would go to sleep at night uh, pondering that, and 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 broke out into a cold sweat more than once because you can't get there with the third dimensional brain. You just can't. Um, that was, that what was from the beginning. Okay. That who was from the beginning. This is, this is one John one, just an address. John was one of the guys that hung out with him. So that, which was from the beginning, whom we have heard and our eyes have seen. And it's like, you know, they're, they're saying that. He, the guy who was from the beginning. And we don't understand any more than that. We don't. I don't. And I know you don't. I can't possibly grasp it. I don't understand it. I only know that uh, when he shows up, and he does show up in modernity, everything changes. Everything changes when he shows up. Mm -hmm. And he brings goodness and mercy and something called grace, which is just unmerited favor. That's what he brings. Unmerited favor, goodness, everything. It's like your best Christmas morning magnified a thousand times. That's what he brings when he shows up. doesn't show up all the time. He's always there. But when he shows up, everything changes. It's just mm -hmm. it's unbelievable when he shows up. Stuff happens. So, 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 if you're at, so, yeah. so do you think like um, other religions are just all satanic? Like, you know, like um, Islam or Buddhism and Hinduism or Taoism, are they all satanic religions? Well, I've, I've studied all those. Okay. And, and let's, let's not label them. Let's just, let's just dissect it. There's only one religion on the planet that deals with the depravity of man and actually how to overcome that. And that's Christianity. Everything else is a system where you have to work your way in. And Christianity is, is exactly the opposite of that. Christianity says you're, you have depravity in your life, but guess what? If you accept the sun and what happened to Calvary 2000 years ago, everything changes, everything changes. And this is the three hour conversation mm -hmm. because it's very, very deep and it gets into the heavenly war and it gets into why, why, Everything happened the way it did, and and why we're <clears throat> why we're here. But it's a free gift. It's a free gift. Taoism, you've got to work your way in. Islam, you'll never know God, and you've got to do this right and be somehow become a good uh, uh, Muslim, right? 
which of course nobody ever is with Christianity. It's all, it's all grace and mercy. Every, every bit of it, every bit of it's grace and mercy. You're mm-hmm. depraved. I'm depraved. And, and you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, LA, you're not, you're not a depraved individual. LA. Oh yeah. Walk in my shoes. We all are. Every single human being on the planet is. We just learn not to, not to go that way. We choose not to be depraved, not to rob, kill, destroy, murder, lie, cheat, commit adultery, fornicate. I mean, the list is endless, right? Right. Become drunkards, become drug addicts, you know, steal from our neighbors, be dishonest. We choose not to do those things, right? But then there's moments in time where we go, well, you know what? Uh, Nobody's looking, right? Mm -hmm. And we all do it. We all do it. So there, there's this there's this war that's in us, and Taoism just masks it. Confucianism just masks it. Hinduism just never deals with the problem; it masks it. Well, if you just say this mantra a gazillion times, you'll attain enlightenment. And it just and I was there. I was in the New Age. I had a guru, so I know I've been on both sides of the aisle. When you become a born again spiritual Christian, everything changes. Because it's not me that's doing it. It's him that's doing it in me. It's him that's working a work within me. And that's why Christianity is the largest, largest religious on the planet. There's a lot of, a lot of crazy stuff's happened in the name of Christianity. I get that. A lot of atrocities. I get that. They're indefensible. You can't defend them. The Crusades is one of them for crying out loud. Right. Is that the Christianity that I embrace? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Make sense? Yeah. So, so, so you're not going to burn people at stake. Absolutely not. That, that, in my opinion, was right out of the pit of hell. That's exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. Exactly the opposite of what it is. So then, how do you handle evil? How do I handle what? Like, how do you deal with evil if you, if you're if you can't fight it with fire and killing it, you know, or killing people? How, how do you deal with the presence of evil? Like, like, how do you? Because okay, let me let me give you an example. So we're at a Nephilim site. This is all in the film Shameless Plug, Episode Three of Amitrail of a Nephilim series, mm-hmm. Secrets of the Supernatural Voices from the Other Side. All right, it's a Nephilim burial ground. It's highly charged, and we're there with the Nork Paranormal Group, and it's 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 sort of raining. So it's a drizzle, fine mist. I can't fly a drone. We can't film because the lens will get all wet. So uh, we go into this woods, beautiful woods, about 50 feet away or, or there, a short distance away. And it's, it's a canopy over us because it's summer or, or late fall, I should say. It's a canopy over us. And um, it's beautiful, nice little pathway. Mm-hmm. And so the North Paranormal Group, there's this woman, Galen, and she pulls out this little device, which I've never seen before. And she turns it on and the device says, evil. I go, what the heck is that? And she goes, oh, this is an obelisk. Oh, really? What's an obelisk? It's got 5,000 words in it. And if there are spirits or entities here, they can contact us by the use of this machine. Well, okay. And I'm like, I'm kind of like bothered by it, but I'm not sure why. And we walk a short distance down the path and the machine goes off again. And it says, which? 
And at that point, I go, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is high-tech necromancy. I can't be involved in this. And this is all on film. It's all on film. We kept the cameras rolling. Uh-huh. I said, look, I'm going to shut this thing down. And so I start to pray. I say, I say, you know, in, in the name of Jesus, I uh, cancel your assignment. I forbid you to manifest by the blood of a lamb. I forbid you to manifest uh, in the name of Jesus. Something like that. A short prayer. That was all. And I say, okay, turn off the machine. So she turns off the machine. It's all on film. It's in the film, okay? And she waits about a minute, and she goes, can I turn it back on? I said, yeah, okay. She turns it back on. We wait about 20 seconds, and all of a sudden the word holy, H-O-L-Y, holy. And her jaw drops, her eyes bug out of her head. She's never seen anything like this, and she's been doing this for years, about 10 years. Been doing this for 10 years. Never seen anything like this at all. Evil witch, I pray, and then holy comes up? Are you kidding me? Now, what I mean by that is, as a believer, I have the authority, and I don't. I just don't wield it lightly, but I have the authority to, to war against entities like this. There's another scripture. It says, for our weapons, for our battle is not with flesh and blood, but in uh, against spirits, against spirits of in high places of wickedness, you know, evil entities, the unseen realm. That's what our battle's with, not flesh and blood. Against principalities, against archons, cosmocrators. These are all Greek names that are used to describe the invisible world, the world, the supernatural world which surrounds us. But we have the authority because we believe in Jesus and we follow him. And we and our spirits have been renewed. Because we're born again. That's what happened 2,000 years ago. That's what happened 2,000 years ago. And then it it got twisted and warped. And now we got the Vatican and all this crazy stuff. But that's not what it was. It was an experience. The early apostles were in that upper room. And man, that room shook. They had an experience. And it was life-changing. And it changed the ancient world. It changed Rome. It changed the world as we know it. And it changes people today because it's real. Because he is real. And he will come into your life, and he will begin to show you stuff. I've been doing this for 40 years. I'm not making this up. And it's not religion. It's a relationship. Uh-huh. That's what it is. So so you think prayer is our best weapon? If, if you know how to wield it, yeah. You put on the armor of God. You put on the armor of God. And, and the sword of the Spirit is the word of God. And, and you learn how to wield the word. You learn how to wield it. It's interesting. It's so, beyond interesting. It's, so it's what, all what do you think happens to peop- to non-believers when they die? Do you think they go to hell? I don't want to answer that because I have my own, my own idea mm-hmm. um, of what I think uh, a benevolent, loving God might do. Is there like a last chance? I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, how do you how do you take someone like Adolf Hitler, who was an absolute maniac? He was also in a, a an occult adept. I mean, definitely was an occult adept. He was trained uh, in the occult. So I don't think he ever uh, wanted to change, you know, his paradigm. Mm-hmm. Okay, but what about other people? And I, I don't, you know, I, I can't answer that. 
I really can. I know what scripture says, okay? But here's the deal. Let's say you're a kid and you're born in Africa 500 years ago and you never hear anything about Jesus. Well, the Bible tells us that you're judged according to what you know. That's how you're judged and the way you led your life. So if you, if you did nothing but evil your entire life, well, you're going to get judged with that. If, if you, you know, because everybody knows, why is it that everybody knows what a lie is? Why is it that we lie? How does that happen? Why is it that a little kid who's, you don't have to tell a four-year-old, oh, you just lied to me. How come he knows how to do that? Where does that come from? You get where I'm going? Yeah. You know, how does a four or five-year-old kid know how to lie? Where's the source of that? That's what I'm talking about, that depravity lies within each of us, and we strive to work against it. Hmm. Make sense? Yeah, yeah. It, that does. You know, I guess the reason I asked you to let the, the what happens after we die question is because I've done so many um, near-death experience episodes, and I've heard of so many different experiences and right. theories on what happens. And in our Watcher series, I interviewed Howard Storm, who was mm -hmm. an atheist who died and was taken, not to hell, but he was taken to a very, very dark place. And something kept telling, and, and it was it was perverted. They were biting, kicking, scratching, fornicating. I mean, every non nonsensical thing you can imagine. And it was horrible, horrible. And he was laying there in total darkness and this like voice inside his head, just go pray. And he didn't know how to pray. He hadn't prayed since he was a little kid. And finally he's saying, Jesus loves me, this I know. That's all he could remember. And all of a sudden, this light explodes in this darkness and these entities flee from the presence of the light. And it's Jesus. And he comes to Howard Storm and he picks him up and holds him. And up, up they go. And Howard spent a number of hours. And it changed his life. When he went back, when he finally came back in the hospital, his wife divorced him. They all thought he was crazy because his life changed. He's now a pastor. So you tell me what happened to him. Oh, I guess it's just, you know, he just imagined all those things. Nonsense. Right. That's how it works. He loves us. He loves us and he cares about, about all of us. And I think he's coming back soon. Hmm. Do, yeah. do, do you think that he'll be able to, if he's coming back, is he coming back to deal with this, like, um, new world order that we're facing? Well, no, it's not only the New World Order. It's The New World Order is, is, is has satanic, luciferic underpinnings. That's what's driving this whole thing. And it, and it's it's to do two things, enslave the human race. And we've seen a taste of that with COVID. We've seen a taste of it. It's, it's the advent. It's the precursor of what I call the beast system. Mm -hmm. It's coming. This is a precursor. It's not We're not there yet, but this is a precursor. This is like step 1A. And the whole planet just, you know, basically goes along with it. Why are we wearing masks? Where's the science behind the masks? You know, I mean, it's like, where's the science behind lockdowns? Where's the science behind uh, the efficacy of hydroxychloroquine not working when we now know from the American Metal Association that it does work against COVID? Mm -hmm. So, you know what? When he comes, read Revelation. I challenge you to do this. Read Revelation 19 tonight. Just read it. 
Just read it. Okay. The rider on the white horse. And I saw heaven standing open. And there before me was a white horse whose rider is faithful and true. With justice, he judges and makes war. His eyes are like flaming fire. On his head are many crowns. His robe is dipped in blood and his name is the word of God. The armies of heaven were riding with him on white horses, dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Out of his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He treads the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God. And on his robe and on his thigh is written, King of kings and Lord of lords. That sharp sword that comes out of his mouth, okay, in my opinion, remember a while back in this interview, I said that he is before all things and he holds all things together. When he comes riding back with flying white horses, because that's what they are, in my opinion, there's no, it's not like Lord of the Rings and the battle. It's not that way at all. He basically just undoes them. He ceases to hold them together. And that's really trippy to think about. Mm -hmm. He ceases to hold them together. He is before all things, and he holds all things together. Skip to Revelation. That sharp sword, when he speaks it out, he just undoes them, and they fall to the ground. That's so, how it So happens. he just disintegrates them. I don't know whether it's the actual disintegration or they just he just undoes them. Because they're there to wage war with him. That's why they're there on the, on the plains of Armageddon. The kings of the earth have assembled there. It's all prophecy written thousands of years ago. And we're in a window of time where it's all starting to unfold. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. I mean, it boggles my mind that I've been doing this for 40 years. I just look at it sometimes with my jaw on the ground just going, oh, my gosh. This is where we're going. This is where we're headed. Is this something you think we'll see in our lifetime? Some of us believe that we could be seeing something very soon, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. This is an interesting episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had no idea we were going to go there. But we did, and that's okay. I never have any idea where I'm going to go on any episode. <laughs> I, don't, I never plan anything. Um, well, I enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. So so where can my listeners find you before we wrap it up? Um, I'm on my YouTube channel is L.A. Marzulli. We've got 126,000 subscribers. I do a daily show Monday through Friday. And if World War Three breaks out, I'll weigh in on Saturday or Sunday. But it's L.A. Marzulli on YouTube, L.A. Marzulli on Rumble. The site is lamarzulli.net, lamarzulli.net. That's where the store, the site is, and uh, that's where you can find me. And I'll post all those links in the notes of this episode so my listeners can find it while they're listening. Thank you. Very cool. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to be on with me tonight. All righty. Thank you. Thanks. Read Revelation 19. I will. And just hang on one second because I just have to play the outro. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable on KGRA Radio. 
You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or email him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the costs of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of his page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. Oh yes, I almost forgot. You can buy his book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need, and it's on Amazon. It'll change your life, because remember, everything that exists was first imagined. Hey, if you love what you listen to, don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe.